Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Two Dads Podcast Live. I'm Simply. I'm Tizo5. And we've got some uh, spicy stuff going on today. Let me say that. Just to say the very least, Cheese, would you like to hear some news about what's been going on lately in the speedrunning community? Hit me with it, Bob. Hold on, your camera's a little bit... All right, we're good to go. Okay. Hit me, Bob. What's going on? Well, of course, there was the GSA Showcase Showdown the past this past Friday and Saturday, which was dope. I was there to commentate some of the action. They announced some interesting stuff. Um, definitely check out their, their Twitter, Discord for more information, Global Speedrun Association. But there will be a bingo tournament coming up for Mario 64, which is mm -hmm. pretty exciting. I don't know if there's been a bingo tournament for Mario 64. I mean, I don't think there is. But if there was one, there was never prize pools involved. Right. And it's going to be a first in that regard. And of course, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's the 120 star relay as well, which is starting this week, actually. And yeah, uh, the end, yep, the end of this week. So, and that of course has a prize pool as well. <clears throat> mhm. Mm so keep an eye out there. Follow Twitch.tv/speedrun if you're interested in that stuff. But moving on, ZFG has done it again. He got a 401, 05, and 100%. Just chomping down that time. They found they've been changing the route and just saving minutes upon minutes and minutes. The sub four is finally coming upon us so we'll probably see that happening soon in these coming weeks not days zfg's been grinding pretty hard it's actually pretty dope to see him back on the horse going off legend of zelda wind waker hd any percent has finally cut the one ian miles 29 he um i don't i don't know who he is i'm not gonna lie but apparently he's he's been crazy with improvement and just motivation and everything so i saw a clip of him on the rush youtube which is uh they do speed run of unofficial highlights is what it's called yeah and they do like reviews um they're doing a new thing where it's like weekly i think it's weekly speed run news basically and i yeah, saw I him saw yeah you saw it as well i saw him on that video didn't know who he was and i was like I, damn okay but I mean that's great, dude. MM in the, yeah. uh, not MM uh, Wind Waker in the scene. Finally cutting the one. Speaking of cutting the one, Super Mario Odyssey any percent. Slowly but surely chopping on down 101.46 by Necrovita, taking the world record back from Susaga. Craigasm. Yep. Saw um, that as well. Enop, the man, the myth, the legend has <laughs> chopped the 116. He has got a 115.59 yeah. in Majora's Mask, any percent. It was so close that, I mean, when he split, it said 116, but he split up a little bit late. He just barely got the sub 116, but I'm sure, I think he's going to keep going, honestly, because I don't think he's completely happy with it, but we'll see. Yeah, he's a, he's a grind monster. Yeah. He's been going off an MM for years now. Years and years. When I got into speedrunning, he was still going at it. He's just been... He's been going off. Um, fuzziness gets sub 8 minutes in Smash Melee Adventure Mode. Very hard. Got a 7.59. Oh, damn. Crazy. I need to watch that. I didn't know he was doing that. Man, all these times are being cut. A lot of minutes mm -hmm. being cut. Um, this week was no a good one. For Celeste. They're getting very close to cutting the 30-minute mark. TGH got a 30-13 and any percent. Pretty poggers. 
And uh, a new Final Fantasy VII skip confirmed on PS2. Saves like 15 minutes or something. Holy that's crap. A, that's a pretty big bop. It's like an eight-hour run, so yeah, but you know, yeah. So, that's about all I got for news. Um, what exactly is happening today on the podcast, Ch- Cheddar? Okay, uh, so um, right now you're fixed. Now you kind of look good, finally. <laughs> it was over sliding around on the um, Today we have a special <laughs> guest because he's one of my best friends in the speedrunning community. Um, we met back in AGDQ. Yes, AGDQ 2016 is when we met. Um, he he didn't do a run there, but we met. Tara was supposed to come to his uh, his fiance. And uh, we talk about that later as well. Um, uh, but I met him there, and he's always great, very, very interactive. You know, has an awesome stream, <clears throat> one of the most successful speedrun streams right now, actually. Uh, he's part of the same esports team as I, Beast Coast. Shout out to Beast Coast. And yeah, without further ado, let's get him in here. His name is Majin Phil. What's up, babe? How you doing? Hello. Hey, Bob. How's your day? Good, good, good. <laughs> Just coming off of that 24-hour stream, how did that go? I'm still half asleep, but, you know. <laughs> nice. Might fall asleep on the podcast, but it's okay. That would be fun. RIP. We can all do it yeah, together. That would, that'd be pretty interesting. Did you, For me, when I did my, my most recent 24-hour, it was like hour 22, hour 23 that really did me in. What Was there any hour in particular that was rough? So... I don't know. Now that I've done so many, it's kind of okay. I'm pretty good throughout most of it. But I would say yeah. hours 18 through 22 are pretty. Yeah. They're pretty bad. You start. You get like a second wind at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, for I... the first 18, it's fine. If you start right when you wake up, it's like a regular day. You know. Man, I I, I attempted one and uh, I didn't finish it. I couldn't finish it. <laughs> I felt the same thing. Yeah, like 18 to 22, or as soon as I hit 22. I started realizing this is going to be the hardest two hours of my life. And I failed like 23 hours in. I told the stream, I guys, I told the stream, I'll be right back. I need to lay down for one second. I laid down and my entire body just went, view. You, you owe your Awful. stream a 24, you owe your stream a 24 hours. Yeah, dude. Hour you cut short. Oh my God. It was yeah. awful. But, uh, 500 points. Yeah, it was it was not fun. Twenty three is pretty good though. A lot of people do twelve hour streams. Those are pretty. Reasonable. Yeah, I. It's yeah. a I solid could, stream. I could do twelve hours for sure. Yeah. Definitely. All right, well, Bob. So, you know, let us know who you are. When you started, what's going on in your life? What are your, what is your streaming career um, like? It's a lot of questions in one. Let's start, <laughs> well, we just start with how how'd you get into this whole mess? I think think it was 2013. Um, I used to watch a lot of fighting game stuff. Okay. Um, I used to be big into Street Fighter 4 and uh, Mm -hmm. Third Strike before I ever got into speedrunning. But um, obviously, I never streamed or anything like that. I just kind of did it on my own time. And then um, when Twitch started kind of blowing up a little bit when it was made back in like 2012, 2011 kind of thing, I would watch it. I didn't have a Twitch account. I just kind of watched, you know, just content or whatever. And then um, eventually, one day, I started finding speedrun content on Twitch, which led me to speedruns live. Mm-hmm. And then I found AGDQ 2013, 
which I think was the famous one where, you know, Cosmo did the wrong warp on AGDQ for the first time. Right. Deku treat again his castle, and that was like a really popular thing. And then from there, I kind of started trying to find more things for games that I liked. Mm. And uh, yeah, that kind of inspired me to make an account and then I guess start broadcasting more of my speedrun stuff because I was interested in it. Do you remember what the first speedrunner you saw was? Who it was? Ooh. I think it might have been. It was definitely from the GDQ. From it was it was a GDQ 2013 VOD. Oh. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was. It might have been Runner Guy 100% Ooh. thing, or that was my favorite. Um, yeah, I think it might have been that one, and then or again Cosmos AGDQ. Act or it, I I can't remember if it was either that or his Wind Waker run. It was. It might have been that. It was from there, though. Okay. Yeah, my first run on SOL was OOT. Was that one? Actually, no. The first one was a hundred percent one, and I saw it. I remember seeing it. And I was like, "How is this guy sitting down for five hours? I'm confused. Is he? Are they gonna pause? Are they gonna take breaks? And <laughs> it just went for five hours straight. But me and my brother watched the whole thing, and I was like, "Oh my lord, this is yeah. crazy!" And then my brother. Most people know that my brother actually was a speedrunner before me. And then he stopped early, and then I just took off with it. <clears throat> but okay. For, for me, it was League. I was watching League on, like... <laughs> was uh, it, actually? Well, yeah, I was watching... Okay, this is before speedrunning. Like, League of Legends was what got me into this whole streaming world. So, Because I, I wanted to get good at League of Legends. I was like, damn, I need to, I need to get Platinum right now. <laughs> I did end up getting Platinum, thank God. But that game was a waste of time, to say the least. I mean... You saw the light Mario. I did. I found I found Siglonic and that was the light that guided me to where <laughs> I am now. He saved me. Thank God. Well, what happened was I was watching it on like OGTV or something. I don't remember what it was called, but it got shut down or like they stopped paying the people that were streaming. So they all moved to Twitch and I was like, oh, all right, I'll go to Twitch now. And then I found Big Wig, of course. And Big Wig. The rest is history. Damn. Oh, were, you, were you... Majora's Mask right away? Yeah, um, so I remember finding speedruns live and back then it was really different back then the site You only had front page if you were mm -hmm. a popular streamer or mm -hmm. you know, you were kind of established. Yeah, and then you basically um, You had to back then to get on front page of SRL You had to have a certain number of races under your belt as well. Yeah, and I then it that. would put you on front page. It was a really weird system. I remember that. And, and I was uh, grinding for it as well. I really wanted to be on there. Yeah. <laughs> and since boost. back then, since Cosmo was one of the founders of the site, he made it so that if you had a hookup, you could get whitelisted and just always appear on front page. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember finding Enop on front page. And I, w I fell in love with the speedrun of MM. And I remember watching his stream a lot. He was like the first guy I ever subbed to. I think I had a... I had a 50-month subscription to his channel back earlier this year that got canceled by Twitch because they freaking had a glitch. I remember oh. that. I remember yeah, they that, had a yeah. glitch that was canceling subs, and it freaking canceled my 50-month sub, and I lost it. I was so sad. That's crazy. Yeah. And, I, yeah, that's how I found MM. I just fell in love with him doing runs of any percent. I was like, this looks pretty fun. I love that game. So, you know, I started... Uh, Taking off doing that. Dope. So, were you doing any percent or hundred percent right away? Any percent. I, I did any percent for like two years straight. I don't know how I didn't lose my mind. Yeah, you you did a run in 
ADQ twenty fifteen. That's right. Yeah, it was yeah. Percent, so right. It was really funny because um, there's a really famous glitch in MM that was discovered right after ZFG did a run in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. So ZFG did an MM any percent run in twenty fourteen, which is a pretty crazy run to do at a GDQ because back then it was a really difficult run. It had a, you had to climb the stone tower with bombs and stuff, and it was just a mess. It was yeah, that much- was like a really uncomfortable like on op- you guys don't do that anymore though do you? no 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 no. Oh. We, we skip a bunch of stuff now but um that like literally the day after he did the run a game breaking glitch was found where you could travel to any owl statue in that game if you ever played it there are these owl statues mm-hmm. and you can travel to them and basically they're just it's a it's a trap it's a warping system in the game to not have to go from a to b with and take forever because it's a big overworld mm-hmm. and um yeah, the way to usually the normal way to use those owls is you have to get to an area first and then hit it with your sword so it activates and then it's kind of like a way for the game to know that you found that area by itself without ever going there first, right? Hmm. So this uh, this trick lets you travel to those owls without visiting there in the first place. So it was like super game breaking because you could sequence where you can go anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it cut off like I think it cut off like seven minutes or something or like eight minutes Typical. by the time it was like. Yeah, because back then the record was a one hour thirty three minute run, and then after that mm. trick was all set and done, it was it was brushed down to a one twenty five, one twenty four, which was pretty insane. That's a lot of time. So even more, yeah, it was like eight nine minutes by the time it was all set and done. So now I know why it was so much faster. I remember seeing when I used to watch MM the world record was like a one thirty something, and then I started go down my minutes like, and I never yeah. knew what it was, but now I know. It's good to know finally what the trick was. That was basically the, the whole thing. And, but, but basically, yeah, because of that trick, you know, there was a reason for MM to be at a GDQ again after ZFG's run, because it would have been a totally different run. Hmm. So I submitted it and luckily it made it. So I did it the year after. Okay. I, yeah, it's been pretty wild seeing <laughs> MM go down. I remember seeing it at like low 132, 133 NF was grinding. Yeah. Found yeah I think you wanted 132. Grinding. Inventory swap, is that what it, what's it called? Inventory equip swap. swap. Equip oh, swap. That, yeah, yeah. Equip swap. It lets that was you, like the most recent one. It lets you duplicate an item by putting a copy of it on a different item slot. Mm-hmm. But it also and allows you to equip, well, in OT at least. I don't know what I meant, because the whole adult child thing, you could equip stuff that you can't usually equip as adult. Yeah, that's. And then really use cool. that, and it's crazy. Changes the whole VC and, route. In MM, it doesn't matter. You can equip any item. Well, yeah. And if you can't use that item as a certain transformation, it just grays it out, so you can't use it. So that doesn't, you don't get that benefit in uh, MM. Right. But the cool thing is that it lets you duplicate the Zora eggs, so you don't have to get all seven. You just get one and copy it six times. Oh, that's which is yeah. really it saves a mountain of time. It's crazy. That's, that's a yeah, lot of time. Is that where all the time save comes in, or do you use it in other parts of the run as well? Uh, yeah. There is a couple of things you do where. You can, um, there's a trick called item recovery where like some of the side quests require you to like give a letter to something or like put a letter in the mailbox. Mm-hmm. And then that letter disappears from your inventory when you do that. So you don't get to use it. But what you can do is like, you can perform the trick, the equip swap. And then if you get it, it puts a second letter on your C button. Oh, even okay. You've gotten rid of it, but you only get one try because it's gone from your inventory. So if you miss, it's pretty stupid. It's frame perfect. So oh. you have one try to get a frame perfect trick, and then if you don't and get it, is it? GG? If you don't get it, you just GG. Yeah. It's, oh wow. my god, 
Yeah, it's in the run too. It's so stupid. How, how I mean, far into the run is that? It's there's you do it twice. <laughs> one oh, it God. happens. One it happens at about an hour and a half, give or take. And the second time you do it late, it's like three hours, almost four hours in. Oh, you're talking hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. In ninety percent, you don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my bad. But you yeah, can you pause bad. buffer? Nope, it's on the pause menu. No way. Yep. So are you using that in your 100% runs? Yeah. <laughs> this... Yeah, it's taken me a long time to get good at it. MM also is a 20 FPS game? The pause menu is at 30 FPS, actually. Oh, right, that's true. I think it's the same for so other it's team. even worse. Yeah, it's even worse. Damn. Okay, so... Yeah. All right, good to know. So, Phil, do you, you studied. You went to university? That's right. Yeah. yeah. What did What did you study? Uh, I studied uh, business and accounting, so like entrepreneurship stuff like that. Ooh. So what brought you to streaming? What attracted you to that career? Well, I love video games. Definitely, it's definitely a big thing. And uh, I always liked entertaining people. When I grew up, I used to have friends over all the time, and we used to always play video games and stuff. And then, for some reason, people would just like hang out while I would play video games and people would watch, which I found kind of odd at the time. I was like, why are you guys why They enjoyed watching you. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even speedrun. I was just playing a game normally, right? right. And uh, I guess they enjoyed the, the chill or whatnot. So yeah. I kind of thought about it. I was like, well, I play these games offline anyway. I might as well stream them and hang out with people. Yeah. You know? So I did. And uh, that's kind of how it all started. Like I enjoy streaming and i enjoy entertaining people and hanging out with them and at the same time i also enjoy playing games so it's like a perfect match so had you already been pursuing a career in business at the time when you started doing full-time streaming yeah so at i never planned on my stream becoming on what it is yeah. today i that's kind of something that just happened over time right. um my plan was so i started i studied accounting and i wanted to do uh accounting for small businesses. So I got a job at a bookkeeping firm mm -hmm. that did business or they, they did, like, they did the books for a couple small businesses in my city. And, uh, they would basically on a week to week basis, they would send me out to these businesses and I would balance, I would do their books once a month. So I, every week I had a different client. So I would visit the client one every day, like five days a week and I would work with them and whatnot. And it was, Pretty awful. It sucked, actually. It was a crap. It was a pretty crap job, to be honest with you. But it paid well. It's good money, mm. and uh, you did what you had to do, you know. And yeah. on the side, I was streaming. And yeah, I don't know. I didn't really know where it was gonna go from there. I was kind of just doing that, on for fun. For, like it's fun to, to do. What... No, no, not streaming. I was just doing the the bookkeeping stuff. Oh. On the and you know and seeing what might happen. I was thinking I might do some kind of like start my own business kind of thing because that's like my favorite thing is entrepreneurship like being your own boss and like starting, yeah. like starting something you love and like you know putting all 100 percent into it and uh yeah basically that's what i was playing i didn't really have a plan from that job i was just working that job and streaming on the side was streaming was the Bodger and phil stream like pure were you um at one point, because right now you're like a variety speedrunner. You have multiple games that you speedrun, and you also do playthroughs, right? Of like, yeah, I play, I play, I do playthroughs of certain games. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the balance you have right now for speedrunning to like playthrough slash IRL stuff? Um, 
Well, I always start my stream with IRL. I always do like 30 minutes of kind of just IRL and chill. Like just talk nice in to... the chat or? Yeah, it's nice to spend some time talking to the chat. You I know, agree. It's, it's I like a that. great way to kind of just see how everybody else is doing because like the stream's always about you, you, you. Yeah. So it's nice to take time to hear how everyone else is, you know, I like that about it. Plus mm -hmm. it's like, you don't have to just start a stream and start playing a game right away. It's not like super hardcore. It's just like nice to relax. Mm -hmm. I agree. And yeah, I, I, I like that at least. And then there's also, um, well, recently I've been doing MM 100%. That's a long speed run. It's like five hours or some shit. But like, yeah. um, basically... I, the way I've been structuring my streams as of right now is I like doing 100% first because it's a long run. So if it goes all the way, then that's a five-hour stream. Yeah. But if it doesn't, then I'm not going to do another run and I have other things I can play. Whereas if I did it backwards, like let's say I started playing with a casual game, mm. um, it's kind of not so good because I'm not going to stream a casual game for three hours and do a five-hour run. And if it goes all the way, then my stream is like, holy crap, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a long, it's a long stream, so... That's why I choose to do stuff in that order. Um, but yeah, I usually speedrun MM most of the time because I really love doing it. It's a fun, fun game for me still. Like I thoroughly enjoy trying. Yeah. And um, I don't plan on stopping it anytime soon just because I really want to get my time down. It's a fun game for me. I don't know. I just never get bored of that game. So mm -hmm. I, I felt, going. I felt when I was doing OOT 100%, it was really difficult to adapt. Uh, that whole like four to five hour speedrun thing it, it I felt kind of at a point where you know what do I do if I want to start with something else then but I want to play OOT after it's too much so I, I think it's that's a difficult part about speedrunning on a really long category but yeah dude you just had to find the correct I don't know yeah you have to find the correct balance that's why I yeah. take two days a week off like specifically Wednesdays and Saturdays that way I don't have more than three days in a row of streaming mm -hmm. um, that was my logic for picking those days to just relax because it, it's not like i don't know you get really burnt out quickly if you take too many days in a row you really need to like find that day in the middle to kind of mm -hmm. chill no agreed yeah yeah for sure yeah and uh, on those days you know some people make the big mistake of like they use their day off to fucking practice yeah <laughs> like they literally sit there practicing on their day off like that's not a day off yeah because some people do they have so much drive and they they honestly don't want to do anything else but speedrun, but they know you that they, they need to take a yeah. day off, but they spend the day off practicing and then... On those days, <clears> I don't <throat> touch. I don't touch the game. I don't think about the game. Nothing. I just do other stuff. Hmm. You know? How it should so, be. Yeah, that's how... Exactly. So that, that really helps me with not getting burnt out about the game and keeps me motivated because, like, the day after, I'm excited to get back on the grind and try and do it. But All right. try what and get that primary... What place are you in on the leaderboards right now for MMA? Uh, 100%. I'm top five in both. I have fifth in place in 100% and recently fifth in any percent. I finally got bopped in any. All right, see. Oh, really? I know. I, it took a year for someone to beat my time for some reason. <laughs> and there's yeah. been route improvements too. I just got bopped out of top five for OOT. It was funny because it was yesterday. And the day before that, I got fifth place. Day before that, I got fourth place. It's just like every day. I went from third, fourth, fifth, sixth. It because, happened like right away, yeah. Yeah, v, I mean a, VC, that, you know. Your time, your time was really good because your time was super for its route. It was pretty strong. Back it, then, the record wasn't even sub four ten when you got that. Yeah, it was four twelve when I got four eighteen. Yeah, that's that's a really solid time. That's really good. It was. It I was. If you, did it, if you got 
another optimal PB and OOT 100% of the same caliber with today's route, you'd probably get a 405-ish maybe. Yeah. 404, I could, if I had to compare them. Yeah, because I mean, cool. it would take forever because it'd be like learning a new game or learning the game again because VC is different. The whole route is different. I don't know 75% of the tricks, but it would happen one day. I would come back. I promise. <clears throat> Yeah, you should fifth. come back to OOT 100%. Mm -hmm. At some point. All right, so I'll go ahead, Sam. But yeah, you were you were talking about the the like balancing stuff. So yeah. MM is definitely my main speed game. I think it always will be. Mm -hmm. and, uh, as a streamer, I think it's really important to not change or give up the stuff that you know you got popular with. Right. Um, but obviously, introduce new things into the mix. Yeah, so it's been really fun. I do. I play. Uh, I love Mega Man, so I play a lot of Mega Man stuff. I'm playing the Legacy Collection on stream. I did like a whole stream of that the other day. Played it for like eight hours. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was really fun. I made like my own like speed run of it, where you like beat it with only the main, the basic weapon, which is really fun. Okay. And then um, I've been doing a lot of. Uh, I do Mario Party speed runs for the meme because it's like it's a good time. Mm -hmm. It's just like dumb stuff happening for four hours straight <laughs> um <laughs> how many Mega Man games are there oh my god there's like over a hundred for sure are you serious oh my god yeah. because, because there's like the main there's the main ones right which is which which are, which like, are the main ones like the x and x2 and there's stuff? like there's like Mega Man 1 through 11 now coming out in october Woo. which is like the basic Mega Man. then there's the x series which is like there's eight of those then there's what does the x stand for it's just extreme i think okay pretty sure um yeah a lot of people thought Mega Man x when it came out was Mega Man 10 because of roman numeral right mm -hmm. but it wasn't it had nothing to do with it at all it was literally that's just... what i thought it was so did yeah, they all follow a storyline yeah so x x happened after the original Mega Man, like a couple hundred uh, about a hundred years after i think um okay and then zero came out uh after the x series which is like there was like something that happened in the story called the Elf Wars, where it's like a bunch of stuff that went down, and uh, you wake up in the middle of it or at the at the end of it in the Zero series. And then after that, there's the ZX series. They only made two games of that, and uh, I wish they made more. Actually, really fun games. But um, they also have the Battle Network stuff. They have the Star Force series. There's like, and then there's like the the games that they made special appearances in that aren't official Mega Man games. And then there's like some games that came out in in Europe or Japan exclusively that didn't come out here in North America and vice versa. So there's like, by the time you total it, it's like there's like a hundred or something. It's crazy. That's crazy. Bam. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's nuts. <clears throat> Back to uh, MM, I have a question about, so when you started streaming, was it like all MM? People, it's actually really funny because people are like, uh, do you, why don't you play MM when I'm playing Mega Man? I'm like, Mega Man is MM. Yeah. <laughs> why do you play games with MM? And I was like, bro, I don't know. It just happens. It just so happens, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I was playing MM exclusively for a pretty long time before I started switching up the stuff. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you're kind of like touching on the subject of like, inter in, like, introducing new things to your stream yeah like mm -hmm. building your community like when did you start realizing okay i've got i've got something i can work with here was that how it went down or was it like i'm i kind of do something else a little bit where you get in a little bored um well it wasn't that i was getting bored it's just that you know 
if you want to run a successful stream, well, I started streaming full-time in February, 2015, I think. So it's been about three and a half years. Mm. And by that time it had been about two plus years that I was streaming in total. So I was doing MM before Feb 2015 exclusively almost. Mm. And uh, with the ex exception of like maybe one or two things. And uh, you know, when I started seeing success in my channel, I was like, well, crap, I got to do something else. Cause like, playing one game forever is non-sustainable. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't, you can't live off one video game for the rest of your life. And if you're going to stream full time, you know, which is a pretty safe thing to do in my opinion these days, even though there isn't really any long-term stats. I mean, big daddy, Amazon owns Twitch now. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. Like they don't have the internet. So <laughs> they, they're, they're doing a good job at financing Twitch and helping out with them and introducing new products, you know, like Twitch prime, mm -hmm. et cetera, all that crap. So that being said, I, I thought about it. And I was like, dude, streaming full-time is a pretty cool gig right now because it's only getting bigger and looking at YouTube's performance, you know, they suck these days, but like looking all the, all the people that got onto the platform early are doing well for themselves today. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same system with Twitch. So, you know, I kind of asked myself, dude, there's gotta be some long-term sustainability by introducing different things and becoming more of a, not a variety streamer, but doing different things on your channel. You can still speed run stuff, but there's gotta be different stuff. Right. Otherwise you're not gonna, you're not gonna do very well in a couple of years. So, uh, I decided I'm going to start introducing more casual stuff and doing things I really enjoyed, you know, like not just stuff for the hell of it. You gotta be passionate about the games you play and really enjoy it. Cause I think viewers really like watching someone who's enjoying themselves playing a game a lot. You know, Definitely. if they see someone being passionate, that kind of tr like transfers over to the viewership and they start enjoying it too, right? Yeah. So um, that kind of crossed my mind back then and I started introducing more games and stuff. And I also had a talk with my channel too. There's a, there, there was a stream I did a long time ago, I remember where I said, I really appreciate people watching me do other stuff because I really, you know, um, enjoy sharing games that I play that aren't Zelda with other people and I really hope you guys give it a chance and people people really really did you know it kind of helped bring people from my community from being Zelda viewers people that watch Zelda mm -hmm. to people that watched my channel just for me you know mm -hmm. and that you're creating the margin fill brand and not the right, Zelda brand build a, exactly so I kind of helped it kind of helped build a brand in that sense if you want to call it that mm -hmm. where where people really appreciated the content I was doing regardless of what it was you know that's so, the point um, yeah, I've been kind of doing that slowly. I think it's important to not just kind of, you know, you don't want to do like a flash where you just kind of throw a brand new game into the mix and not do what you're known for doing. I think that's a big yeah. shot in the foot. You're, you're really hurting yourself doing that mm -hmm. because when you do that, it, it doesn't benefit you. People still want to watch you for the stuff that you were doing before. Like no one likes change, you know? Mm -hmm. People still want the same old, same old. So what you can do is over time, introduce it and kind of slowly bring it into the mix so that people understand what it's like to watch something else. And I think if you, for example, like, geez, we talked about this in the past. Like mm -hmm. if you bring, um, if you bring in a new game and you show it to people after you've played your main game, a lot of people that watched you play the main game might stick around and give you a chance for the new yeah. stuff. And if you keep a couple people there, you did good, you know? Yeah. yeah. A lot. Like, that's it was, a, that's um... a good way. At least in the past, two, three years ago, me and Punky, I think simply as well, used to talk about this kind of stuff. And we used to talk about, asked each other like, hey, you know, you want to speed on another game? Have you ever had these thoughts? And a lot of it was, you know, a lot of people, when you are so known for that one game 
and then you try to play another game people would give you shit in chat or people would ask questions 24 7 and that's like the limit that we thought up to we didn't think past that we didn't think you know what we just have to get through it and try to keep introducing it more and more and then eventually that would go away and it did happen with ot when i started ot um a lot most people didn't like it or didn't understand but then two weeks later a month later everyone loved it it was great it was another part of my stream and yeah i was doing really good at it and well then uh, i stopped ot started more mario because i lost world record and then ot changed to bc and stuff but but yeah that's it's it, i think it's one of the hardest part being a speedrun streamer is yeah, branching out to other games that's definitely the hardest thing that any speedrunner, in my opinion, a lot of other people that do other stuff struggle with too, is branching out to become other, like, you know, a player of different games and stuff, mm -hmm. and, and kind of just building a brand where people watch for you and not the game. Right. There's always going to be a percent of people that watch for the game. There's no avoiding that. Right. And, I, and, and that's okay. The people watch what they want to watch, right? Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's fine. And... But there's always a group of people that appreciate you for you and will watch for for the stuff that you put out, no matter what it is. Uh -huh. You know, even if you pick your nose on stream for three hours, there's someone there that's gonna watch. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, especially well, Simply Does It. Yeah, I mean like I'll watch that. <laughs> I would watch it. What and anything Simply Does. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm you just gotta you just gotta do it slowly, but you know, don't give up the thing that you got known for because that's just people definitely want to see the same thing still but you just mm -hmm. got to slowly introduce different things and even if you have lower viewers for something it doesn't matter i mean i, per, I personally i never stream with my viewer count open that's something i've trained myself to close when i stream mm -hmm. because a lot of people get discouraged when they see their view count drop when they switch games yeah they get all like sad and it's uh -huh. like dude appreciate the people that are hanging out not the exactly people yeah you know and you, I mean, you can't blame people. People tend to stick to the negative more than the positive. It's hard, exactly, but exactly. it takes time to get used to. Exactly. So, I mean, just enjoy, enjoy your stream like you did when you did it at the beginning, when you didn't have viewers, mm -hmm. you know, and if you keep that attitude, you'll be successful no matter what, because at the end of the day, you didn't, you started, you didn't start streaming for the money. You started streaming because you like right. it. Or maybe you did start streaming yeah. for the money, in which case, pick a better job. There's a way better jobs you can do for money than stream. Right. So, I don't know. That's my two cents on that. That was really good. That was more like 10 cents. That was, that was a, lot. a lot of cents, but it was yeah. valuable. It was like it was 10 cents, but worth at least 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so... Um, some more deep into the speedrunning scene kind of questions. Well, this year especially, you know, esports teams have reached out to speedrunners, as you know, you and I being part of Peace Coast. People like Pooh Bear, Oats and Goats, Andy being part of Allegiance. You know, a lot of stuff is going on. Um, what are your thoughts about speedrunning sinking into the competitive scene? Um... First of all, my computer's a potato in my blue screen. So if it does okay. and you don't hear from me, then I'm sorry. Just Shit. That. Oh, God. Right? So your, your, your podcast might be totally... No. <laughs> have to close the channel forever. But sorry. anyway, um, I think it's a good thing, man. I mean, you gotta... Uh, Speedrunning's always had this notorious thing where it's super grass-rooted. 
mm-hmm. where like people are like no money in speed running mm-hmm. you know? it's all about pride <laughs> but at the end of the day if you talk about the hobby growth, yeah it's all about the hobby but at the end of the day you got to promote the growth and and things change things change over time and if you want them to get bigger which they need to i think that's important to introduce new people into the mix of course this this kind of stuff happens you know whether it's a sponsor whether it's whatever it is whether it's money getting involved it's important got to embrace change right it was a long time ago where i tried to do lessons for for like teaching lessons taking time out of my day to help people get better at the game i remember that and charging for it and the community flipped there they were like rabid dogs running around for like a freaking week it was and i i didn't stream for that entire week i literally watched the community attack each other for like <laughs> six days straight it was crazy i had never seen this kind of behavior i was like this is unbelievable mm-hmm. and funny enough in today's world it's changed to the point where if you do it i think it's not a bad thing i actually remember zero the smash player introducing lessons and people were like yeah yeah. Like they were like freaking out about it. They're like, finally, some guy is like making himself available. You yeah, know? dude. Because Sp- Smash has reached out of the stage. Um, yeah. You know? Dude. And it's like, that's the that's what's got to happen. You know, people have to understand that there is going to be monetizing. There's going to be people getting into the mix that want to monetize their content. And that doesn't mean they don't love it any less. And esports is only benefiting that, in my opinion. It's helping growth. Because right. it's putting it on a bigger stage. It's allowing people to do what they love for a living by giving them salaries, you know? Exactly. It's sending them to more events. It's helping. It's promoting growth. And I think the more teams that get into it, the better. Precisely. But um, what I think is that the Smash scene, for example, in like 2010 or 2012, this is what I think speedrunning is now. It's it's like the Smash scene in 2012. Um, there was some, I think, was it? PPM, was it the PPMD podcast? I think it was simply where PPMD was talking. I don't know if it was him, but either way, a, a top Melee player was talking about EVO 2013, which was the first year that Melee got into EVO. And he, he talked about like the fact that the entire community, like all the, all the, the top guys as well, him and people like Scar and these guys, they came together and they fought their asses off to get Melee into EVO 2013. Because they, they believed that Smash could reach there. They believed that Smash could get competitive. We can get and in Nintendo there. And Nintendo actually said no to them. Uh-huh. Nintendo actually said they weren't going to allow it. And there had to be a giant freaking like lashback at Nintendo to get the rights to stream Melee at EVO. You wow. Um, I mean, it sounds familiar. I probably forgot, and now I'm remembering that yeah. you tell me. Yeah, Nintendo actually didn't want it. Damn. Which is great. It's like massive publicity. Right. And then, you know, they at the end of the day, they barely made it to EVO 2013. But after they got to EVO is when everyone in Melee was like, oh, shit. You know, they were right. This is happening. Melee is getting there. I feel like speedrunning is in that. It's, it's, it's going through that right now at 2018. Where everyone right now, I see on Twitter all day long, people are bringing up topics like, no, speedrunning is just a hobby, you know, it, money shouldn't be involved, this thing, you know, and then everyone on the other side is like, come on, guys, why don't you see the potential? Let's do this. Let's push this, you know, further. And of course, all of these organizations coming out, like GSA, um, Speed Gaming, Speedrunners League, mm-hmm. pushing all of these tournaments and, and people see the potential. And um, people love it. Yeah. YouTube. You see it on YouTube, these videos that just blow up because they, they're really interesting. Like there's people who 
don't have any interest in speedrunning whatsoever, and they're sitting through like summoning salts. Right. Yeah, there's a big, big viewership. In it's huge. Videos. These people with low subscriber counts, well, not so low anymore, but at the time they were lower, and they're still pulling in hundreds of thousands of viewers. It was right. Remarkable, to be honest. And uh, weird. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to Easy Skate the other day, and he says the same thing. Like, he says like about let's say he makes a video and it has a few hundred thousand views, right? 20,000 of those views would be from people in the speedrunning community that know about him. The rest of the hundred thousands of views are people that just follow him and don't know about speedrunning that watch speedrunning videos and enjoy it. Like there's a huge viewership there. You know what it is too? It's also the fact that these people know how to run the algorithm on YouTube. They know how to get onto related videos. They know how to become new videos. They know how to Sometimes they even get on trending because they get so many views. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And once you once you know how to work that system, it's pretty easy to get views with a million views. Right. Or view, videos with a million views. Pardon me. Yeah. It's uh. It's it's cool. And and like I they all work together. I know that like mm -hmm. uh, like Goose is friends with them. Like with uh, Easyscape and so something Salt. Mm -hmm. uh, he's something Salt's doing super well for himself now. He he's doing better on YouTube than he ever did on Twitch, in my opinion. Now with 300,000 freaking subs. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Easy Escape's a pretty pretty nice dude. He will help you out if you ever need any YouTube advice. Yeah, I actually, I met him at the GD. He was at GDQ this year. He was. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was at SGDQ. Dude, you remember him? He came to our room like that last, that very last day. Oh, remember? Easy Escape. I thought he said summoning salt. I was, I was oh. confused. Yeah, yeah, I met Easy Escape and he was... Uh... Easy Escape, yeah. <laughs> He was uh, quite on the other side of the planet. <laughs> he was really, really drunk. <laughs> but That's funny. It was really drunk, but he, we had like a lot of real talk sessions, talking about all sorts of stuff. Um, it was he great. He has over 100K now, doesn't he, on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's really good. Um, but yeah, you know, people see the potential there. Uh, everyone I've talked to recently in the past few days say the same thing. But there's a lot of so so G like you you mentioned GSA and like there's the speedruns league that I saw or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I think what we need to get to that next level, like you mentioned, that it's in the current state is like what it was in 2013 for melee. Like we're on, we're in that like kind of void where we're trying to get to that next step yeah. as a community. But I think that um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Like we need more events. Like melee has locals and has events almost on a week to week basis. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Where there's communities, even small ones in towns, where they do these meetups and they do the stuff and they play melee and it's a really, really ongoing movement that's promoting serious growth. Mm -hmm. And um, it's nice to see, you know, obviously the sponsored players have the ability to travel all over the place and, and compete in these things. Mm -hmm. But I think what's interesting is. Um, Speedrunning is different because we really only have, we really only have like two big events, and that's SGDQ and AGDQ, and they're run by the same organization, it's right. the same company doing it, and they're kind of like the Super Bowl of speedrunning. You know, it pulls in 100k plus viewers on Twitch, they are, yeah. mm -hmm. and nothing even comes close to that when it comes to speedrun events. Nothing. Right. Not even ESA. ESA gets maybe 15k, and it's yeah. been around for as long as uh, GDQ, and yeah. it just passed. And it doesn't even come close as far as reach and growth. Um, I don't know why. 
Um, it's just, just complicated. I feel like GDQ is just known since the beginning to be that. I, I feel like ESA, if ESA started a year before GDQ did, ESA would have been the big one. And G GDQ would have kind of been the, I think they kind of just got lucky to be known first. Oh, it had, it had 25k this year, but that yeah. means still it doesn't even cut even touch. But, um... GDQ is dying as GDQ. well. Yeah, this is this is there's a meme going around where GDQ is dying, um, and I I don't know why people say this because I have to totally disagree. I think GDQ has just reached that point where it's consistent. I I wouldn't mm -hmm. say it's dying because I, think, I think it's plateaued. It's plateaued. It's yeah. plateaued because you can't you can't expect GDQ to keep going exponentially like it was in the past years. It can't just go up to five hundred thousand viewers and then a million viewers. It, that's yeah. not going to happen. It's going to reach the point where it's going to plateau. I mean, 150,000 viewers. If you if you consistently it's bring a lot. viewers, even if you did worse than last year, it it's not slowing down. And here's the other thing. It's PBing in how much money it raises each week. Exactly. For those events. So it's not slowing down because it's bringing in more money every time. It's the first time SGDQ has raised 2 million plus and it was 2.2 million. You exactly. Know, so I mean, if it's making more and more every event, how can it be slowing down? Right. And yeah, so definitely see the plateau happening. The viewer plateau, sure. Right. Sure. So I think suddenly chat definitely helped influence that. A lot of people watching pub chats like trihexes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So like a couple thousand people move over. Electro, like what Electro said, and I feel like a lot of people saying this without thinking and without getting the proper or thinking it through. But then this happens a lot in speedrunning. So like people, somebody would say something that speedrunning can't make it to this or can't do that. And then people would just be like, yeah, and start spreading rumors, but they don't really think it through. And then, so it yeah, just- Yeah, there, there's a lot of weird talk going on about it, but I don't think it's slowing down. But I think that the sub only chat only brought in more money for GDQ. I mean, think about how many people sub for that, you know? Right. And all the money goes to the thing. So, um, well, that's what we think, but- That's what we think, but- I... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, apart from that, I mean, the main question is, is how could speedrunning approach that level of esports, I guess, like what, what objectives need to be filled in order for it to reach there if, or objectives and restrictions maybe. I think the, and this was kind of like where I was heading with that is there needs to be more events the size of GDQ. <laughs> There right. just needs to be more events that people have that perception. They interpret it as a big event. Yeah. Because you know? right now, there aren't any big events other than if you want to include ESA, ESA, and the two GDQs. And um, that being said, you know, it isn't really the, the reason those events, any other small event that gets light or some kind of traction, no one really cares about it because, you know, is it worth the investment of the person to go to this event? It, most right. of the time, the answer is no, because there just isn't anything there. There's no viewers to pe for people to perform in front of. Um, there's no money to, to have the people come over to, like, you know, sponsor them to come. And paying out of pocket is kind of an unreasonable thing for something that's not so big. Yeah. And it's just, it's just that. It's that mix. There's the combination of nobody showing up and not a big enough audience. So if there's local events, I think that's cool. But at the end of the day, the it's kind of like a problem that goes in circles because that those small events, sure, you have small events, but they don't really get anywhere. Right. Does that make sense? Like, whereas like melee players can start to accumulate 
lots of wins at a local to the point where they start to, you know, decide whether or not it's worth it for them to make a name for themselves in a bigger stage where at a bigger event, like at a major. Right. Whatever yeah, Melee's called. got, Melee, first of all, they right. have all the local tournaments that build up to the PR. Like, if you're winning enough and you're beating enough of the top players, you're on the top 10 PR. And that's like a huge incentive. When I played right. Melee, I was like, they dude, also, I want to get on the PR. They have the PR, they, right. So... And they use it. It's cool. They have like the leaderboard thing, is if, if that's what you mean, like where they show, you know, at the end of the year, they publish a leaderboard where they show who's like the top 100 or whatever. Mm -hmm. yep. And I think that's a cool achievement because you get recognized on that and whatnot. Right. Whereas like speedrunning, you can't really do that because it's segregated into different sub communities from the games that everyone plays. Yeah. It's tough to bring it under one hub, right? That's, that's the main argument that a lot of people have is that speedrunning can't get there because it's it's thousands of communities or games with their own communities and it's just too hard to get all in but if you if you okay smash for example has five games right melee mm -hmm. by far being the most popular the most looked after the most taken the most that is taken seriously the most money into melee and it works and i think the thing the same thing could be done with speedrunning you know i mean it just happens to be that way that's how competition is they take the top popular games and they made the competition in those games, you know? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And and speedrunning, you can do that with certain games, but the problem is that it's really difficult because there aren't that many players compared to Melee where there's- They're not players. as yeah. compared to Melee, yeah. yeah. Um, the communities are much smaller and the th there isn't that many top players of each game. Like usually the top players are a handful and that's it. And, you know, compared right. to- fighting games where there's many people competing on a big stage that actually right. have a shot. Right. Even if some are better than others, they're still really good. This is why, I mean, Wilco just said that apparently places like Germany, Netherlands, and Switzerland, they started having local speedrunning um, events, which is, that's good. It's somewhere to start. But yeah, I agree. More events. And by the, with the events, it would encourage people to go and just get into the games more. Um, but I think, too, another factor is that smash players who are fighting games in general actually they started with events before streaming so they're used to having events being their income and their profession like what their profession is is based off of going to events and playing and then streaming came afterwards whereas speedrunning is the other way around it's streaming and yeah. we have to get to the event stage which is we, it's kind of people funny. are scared it's to do it you can kind it's of common. see that on on social media platforms versus Twitch. It's really interesting how um, if you look at these big Smash players, they have big followings on Twitter. You know, oh, they're verified. Yeah. They've got thousands of followers, mm -hmm. and people really like to see where they're heading to different competitions or whatnot or whatever they you know when they when they mention things on their accounts. Whereas like their streams, there's only a handful of of, of Smash players that have successful streams. You know, like Hungrybox, Mango, um, Armada. Yeah. A couple of big names have some successful streams. Chillin' Dude has a pretty good stream, but it's again, it's not the size of some of the speedrun streams. Whereas it's the opposite. Speedrunners have smaller have smaller presences on Twitter, for example, but yeah. really bigger streams. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a direct uh, relation to what you just mentioned, where it's like the bigger stage for the Smash players, but the speedrunners need to get there. You know? Right. And, and the question, kinda, the main question is, the question is, is can it get there? That's the whole. <laughs> uh, this this it, event. It can. It can. It can. It just needs more events. More push. More um, push. 
yeah, like, um, it just needs more events that get traction. There needs to be something consistent out there. Cause a lot of the time these events, you know, they try and try and try, and then they just don't get there. And, mm -hmm. uh, I feel like, I think the only one that's really gotten there is the, the GDQ, which it's, they, it's they not competitive. That's the thing. They, well, they started so early. They kind of monopolized that whole thing. Right. It's going to be interesting to see the link to the past tournament thing that's coming up. They got some really big prizes for that. Have you seen that? I think that's another thing is prizes. So like, you know, you have GSA and stuff like that coming in and offering incentives for people to participate. Yeah. And it's interesting how people, when they see prize, they freak out, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Prize. It's getting better. That. It's getting better, but that money, way. money yeah. talks and walks. Money, and everything. money definitely talks, which is funny because <laughs> for such a grassroots community, you introduce a prize, people go freaking crazy. Yeah, they do. And, uh, yeah. But, so I definitely think prizes for certain things that are funded by not, you know, not having to contribute at all is a pretty cool thing. You'll see a lot bigger turnouts for tournaments when there's prizes. It's that simple, you know. And that's 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 what I think it needs, you know. Speedrunning needs, and a lot of these guys are starting to do prizes stuff like speed gaming. Speed gaming actually has the big tournament, the ALTTB randomizer tournament, which is going to be a live event for a four thousand dollar grand prize, which is by far the most significant wow. prize yeah. in yeah, any speedrunning event. That's crazy. That's really good, and I think that helps build traction too. So definitely, that's mm. a step in the right direction, you know. As, as as some people might not like to hear it, money being thrown into prize pools and people can actually participate in these prize pools is a really good way right. um, for people to, you know, introduce traction and growth into these events. Because, you know, if people hear, oh, $4,000 for a rando tourney, the first year it's going to be like, oh, cool, I want in on that. But then that comes back the next year with a bigger prize pool, they go, holy crap, it's growing. It's now this. Yeah. Gonna it's start happening. yeah and and i mean this is this is the idea of of what gsa is all about too um to bring leagues into speedrunning too of course to to because then speedrunning the leagues is cool the leagues is cool i think the yeah. on in per the in-person events is tough for speedrunning that's very yeah. tough that's it's not one. the same dynamic as on other communities mm -hmm. so having it, it's it's tough to have in-person events and I think online right now is probably a better avenue. So apparently, uh, TGH is updating me on this. Uh, the ALTTV tournament is not going to be live anymore. It, it's going to be online. So it's going to be live yeah, online, but it's not going to be a live event. I mean, Big John just said that they don't have the money for huge prize pools. That's one of the things, too. It's like, you know, getting the funding for stuff is not easy. Yeah. It's not. It's just something that you, you're going to have to struggle with. And it's definitely something that's hindering growth if you want to go as far as prizes and stuff it's just not a feasible thing you know you could try stuff like kickstarter or whatnot but like come on mm -hmm. you know yeah it's difficult this is why sponsors need to come in but sponsors on speedrunning have never been a thing but it has to start somewhere um it does have to start somewhere yeah i think it's just tough now because the inter people interpret these things or these, you know, their perception is that GDQ is all that matters for speedruns. Yeah. That's like, yeah. That's like the freaking ignorant, not ignorant, but like, I guess the limited mindset that people have. And it's for, just like, for some people, it's not care. their fault. Yeah. For some it's people, like, it's, it's not, not GDQ. I don't care. That's like the outlook people have. Yeah. But for some people, generally, genuinely think that 
GDQ is the only thing that is in speedrunning and nothing else can be. And it's not their fault to think that. They just don't know. They don't think far ahead. They don't understand how that world works, I guess. So they introduced it to this kind of stuff and they're like, whoa, what's going on here? I didn't know speedrunning could... Because I've seen lots of comments in the in the GSA streams that we've had. People come in and they're like, I didn't know speedrunners do this. I didn't know this stuff was part of speedrunning, you know? And then they talk about GDQs and stuff. So it's like, you can see that there's just a huge percentage of the audience and speedrunner that just don't know about this stuff. They don't know it's possible. Yeah, for sure. But it's kind of weird because, you know, um, you have, if you, if you look at GDQ, it has a hundred thousand people watching it, mm -hmm. but those people don't really carry over to other stuff. Yeah. They don't know anything Maybe else, but it's GDQ. Because they don't know. Maybe it's because they don't know, but, um, I can't, I can't imagine it's not because they don't know a lot of people probably I, just don't care. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. It's more like they don't care to know. They just want to see the GDQ, but. Nothing crazy want, enough the, has happened. The, GD, the GDQ is a place for them to just be like, all right, I can watch all of them in one spot. Mm -hmm. They don't have to like go out of their way to find the one, you know? It's just all of the speedruns are just sent, they're just all consolidated on one event. And, and they just kind of, it's like a lazy man's way of doing it. They just watch, it's like, well, I don't have to go out of my way. I'll just watch this for a week. All right, so there's a really, really important point that DJ Bunyan just put up. Um, and exactly what TGH said. I mean, look at Melee, right? Everybody knows who's going to win in Melee. And in the big tournaments, the same people win. Armada H-Boss, Armada H-Boss, maybe Mango, maybe Music King. But, but people in the speedrunning community still make these comments. Like what Bunyan said. Um, not to like put you down, Bunyan, but I'm just using you as an example. Because you see this a lot. And I feel like it's not their fault. They just don't look outside the, uh they don't open their mind about it but this happens for any competition like like tgh said so i don't know why this is something that people say in the speedrunning community but again this is why the idea of gsa wanted to do different leagues with divisions because the idea of adding division systems into speedrunning tournaments and leagues is that people that aren't the best players in games could partake in different lower divisions and partake in their own tournaments in their division of the lower skilled yeah, players. I, I so mean, they could I mean, they could still win into their tournaments with their division that they don't have to be the best player. This is why... I mean, it's kind of interesting Like if you, if you compare it to something like basketball, like Zelly said, he watches all the NBA games. Right. But there's also leagues too. There's like, you know, there's the NCAA league <clears throat> and people, people go crazy for March Madness, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and there's and those are supposedly not as good players because they're on a lower league they're they're not NBA level but you know what I mean yeah interesting that um, there's ways to maybe incorporate that philosophy if you want to call it that um, mm -hmm. where like people like watch different leagues with different skill levels mm -hmm. because people just want to watch that content even if they're not the best right um, I don't know. Especially like there's a lot of there's a there's a huge viewer base in speedrunning that, like you said, like people watch GDQ that don't know much about it, and I, I think those a lot of those people don't care to just see the top player. They want to see speedrun content, so they would watch lower divisions because it's still good content. It's still rich in the participation aspect and just it's still competition because it would be tight competition between players of similar skill level, even though they're not the best. It would still be entertaining because it's it's tight 
uh, competition. It's, it won't be like really bad players versus really good players, and it would just that would be obvious. That would that might not work as well, but yeah, I don't know. You know? Good commentary also is like super important. I think definitely. Yeah. Good commentary carries a lot. No, definitely. A lot, a lot, a lot. I must say, I'm actually surprised with the amount of good commentaries, good commentators there actually are in speedrunning. A lot of games we've been doing recently, like, you know, the commentary has been really good. Um, I'm actually not that worried about the commentary part of speedrunning in that sense, because I feel like a lot of people have, what's, what's the word? Uh, potential in the commentary section side of things. Yeah, commentary. I mean, simply, I think you have the best commentary. Just yeah, no simply. No bias at all. Like, for the, the, who, who, if you if you watch simply's commentary at the GDQ, just this for that sixty four race, Mario sixty four race. Press one in the chat because it was amazing. Like, dude, you had the crowd laughing, and it was just, <laughs> it was just so damn good, man. Holy crap! Like I was so impressed. I think it, a lot of people it, yeah. need, to, Thanks, need to watch that and take notes. I'm not just trying to like you know suck the e dick. I'm telling you. It it's good. but it sucks because I had these uh, air the noise canceling headphones. I couldn't hear anything. I really want to hear Simply's commentary, but I I just heard like bursts of laughter every like five minutes, and I knew that Simply was just <laughs> popping off. It was good. It was good. A lot of people need to find that balance of being good commentary, but also keeping it interesting for people. Like mm -hmm. that comment. My point is that that commentary on bad gameplay would have still been fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If someone sucked so hard at Mario to the point where it was like almost unwatchable, that commentary would have saved it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And if, if the commentary and gameplay isn't like top level, it immediately it's like a big drop in quality it is. so it i is. agree with you like if the commentary is just a little bit better it can make a huge difference it makes a big difference and yeah. i think that's why a lot of people care to watch pools when it comes to melee yeah people there's big numbers for melee pools watch evo yeah. this weekend you're gonna see big numbers i'm telling you yeah and Agreed. it's not even the top players it's just the people that you know get the chance to play on stream yeah, I think it's coming. I think I think we're approaching a new, a new revelation. Is that the word? A new era. Revo revolution. Running. Yeah. Revolution. <laughs> I mean, people are hitting it really hard and realizing opportunity that there is. Like, okay, GSA, of course, but I, I, the first place I saw it was speed gaming. Speed gaming putting on like consistent mm -hmm. tournaments, being a hub for tournaments, not just That's like a big follower like, count too now on Twitch. That yeah, they have a hundred thousand man. That's, yeah, dude, that's they're really, huge. That's cool. That's really cool. You know, and, that's another sign that it's just people are following. People want to see it. Dude. Yeah. And I think we're just going to have to see how it goes. Like, I, I'm really interested to see how the league goes because that's going to be a good indicator of does it really, can it really go? Can we really grow that much? Because if the league goes well, well, then I feel like that's just going to open more opportunity for people to start playing, people getting interested. Yeah. I'm excited uh, to see it. I, th I saw Tempo is doing that speedrun chaos thing. I actually submitted a thing to that, so hopefully it works out. I was thinking um, to submit for that as well. Uh, but they, they changed the dates. Like, what They changed the dates, huh? It'll be in December now. Uh, oh, I think they need uh, a couple more months to sort out some sponsorship issues. If it's early December, it could work. If it's mid or late. It's, it's at the beginning of December. That's possible. I know for a fact. 
December. So, I just wish I lived in. I think that's really cool. The fact that a big known esports team is taking speedrunning to that level. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what we need. Like, mm -hmm. you know, people that have reach to promote. Exactly. And I think this kind of event really helps promote. A good, uh, which is uh, really cool. Another point I, I was looking on YouTube and I found that Curse Gaming, um, who's in, uh, it's an esports team as well. They mm -hmm. made a video about highlights at the past GDQ. Like they're diving into the speedrunning scene as well, making videos about speedrunning as well now. Oh really? Uh, really yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of things <sighs> popping up, and I think it's great that there are people that are more, you know, established teams that are established, big followings, loyal followings at that, and uh, that's helping growth a lot for sure. Because if Tempo Storm makes an event like this, you know. Who knows? Maybe that'll inspire another big team to come up with right. something, or to, or maybe you'll see more players get sponsored. Who knows? Like maybe a bigger, like we're mm -hmm. sponsored by Beast Coast right now, but what's to say that like more popular teams won't pick up speedrunners now that because they've got maybe not for their you know appearance at events, but more so they have big streams. Like some big speedrunners have big streams. Yeah, dude. They have successful streams with good numbers and lots of reach, and their presence is online, not in person, and that's fine. You know? Precisely. It's coming. It's bubbling. <clears throat> we can feel it. I think it's a good thing. I think it's nice to get speedrunning out of its grassroots shell because that does nothing but hinder growth and growth and change are really important. People need to just accept it. Yep. Um, it's just the way life is. I don't think it's change either, you know. It's 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 expansion expansion. <laughs> More so than change. Yeah, it's not it's not change yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah. Because things aren't really, it's still the same stuff. It's just, you know, there's a little bit of sprinkle on there. Right. Sprinkling some extra competitive some sauce. Some extra um, <laughs> you can put it that way. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. But yeah, it's talking about that. Uh, it's a fun topic to talk yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. It's. It go on forever. I want to, but, you know, we don't have the time, all the time in the world. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of ground. A lot of ideas, concepts. It was a pretty dope talk. I also want to congratulate you again on uh, 2,000 sub points, mm -hmm. dude. That's, that's insane. Yeah, 2,000, 2,000 sub points is freaking insane. That's my that's my it's... my daddy long term goal. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, congrats. And then yeah, that 24 hour stream really kicked really. I mean, you got it on the 24 hour stream, which is even more exciting. Like the 24 hour I, I stream. Thought it was the 24 stream but i guess that was not the case oh. yeah it was 24-hour streams are fun man but you can't do them too much you get burnt out you gotta take them <laughs> i did two this month, i was thinking actually. about it i was thinking i was gonna start picking up 24-hour streaming as like a regular do it every day yeah <laughs> not every day but you know like once a week a couple times a week well i was thinking okay if you if you do a full-time job it's 40 hours a week right mm -hmm. so why don't you just do like two 24-hour streams a week and that's your week that's a good life, maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Probably a shit show. <laughs> Worth a shot, though. Change the game. Somebody could do it. Change the life yeah. the meaning of streaming as we know it. Just be a good source of entertainment for 48 hours of the week. Look, Bushika, you need to advertise the upcoming podcasts a bit more. 
There you go, man. Stuff's good. Good stuff. I mean, we're trying, dude. We're thinking of making a, a separate Twitter account. Is probably a good idea um, for the two dads. Get on front page. Get on front page. I mean, we're already nagging that guy so much for GSA stuff <laughs> to do more yeah. with two dads. Nag him again. Uh, yeah, wow. we'll try something. We have to make sure and control the language a bit, probably a bit more. But uh, yeah, I don't think fine. I don't think it's so bad. I don't think we're so yeah, bad. I don't think we've closed like, once. You can, you can read out the wonder copy pasta. <laughs> Yeah. That would shield the deal. That would yeah. shield the deal. Yeah, but I think that would be cool. You, I agree. You need to promote this. It's a great thing you're doing. It's this other. Also, this stuff is really good for for helping the community. You know, people like to come. Yeah. Here it's 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 more of a you know like people in chat were kind of having their own discussion about our topic, and I think that's cool. You know, people are listening, and mm -hmm. people are interested in these topics because it's some. It's kind of like the elephant in the room with speedrunning with a lot of these topics. Yeah. And it's fun to kind of discuss it because there's a lot of different opinions, a lot of different outlooks on it. And I, th I just think it's really good. And the more people that know about it, the better. Yeah, but just, yeah. that's basically what I've been doing. I've been talking a lot, as much people as I can, about, about starting up our ideas and GSA and stuff. And everyone I've talked to only has like the most positive outlook to it. They just want to... They love the idea. They want speedrunning to reach the next level. I, and, I uh, even I even Sinister, like I, when I spoke to Sinister and I approached him about everything, he was like asking question after question, like you know, what about this? What about that? You know, and then he's like, yeah, you guys have a good idea, and he offered to help us out any way he can with front page stuff. Yeah, yeah that's really good. I hope it works, man. I really do. It's worth a shot. It's like exciting. The very least. We're very, very early in it, but it's already showing signs of promise. Got some good money fundraised. Something, one other, or one more interesting uh, thing I'd like to bring up about the whole esports thing. And like mm -hmm. uh, drawing comparisons to Melee. Something about Melee is like, people are more than willing to drop entry money in on a tournament. Like, mm -hmm they'll know full well they aren't getting that money back they'll be getting bopped but like they do it for the experience like tournament experience is very valuable but in speedrunning you don't really see entry fees a lot and i think that's something that might come later hmm. maybe we aren't ready for that right now i think that would be cool if there was a if there was a legitimate event to have you know the, yeah. the need to have a, uh, a sign-up fee that'd be cool i mean a lot of the tournaments like evo for example has a oh. sign-up fee yeah and a lot they're, of the they're big fee. It's like and, the, and the tos use that to, to fund organizing the event there was right. actually somebody i spoke to that that mentioned that was it you phil <laughs> it probably was you or somebody it that might have been me I don't yeah know. that talked about that you know like having events where you have sign-up fees and something to consider yeah sign up i mean if it's a good event i mean like obviously a gdq would be a terrible example because it's not a tournament. no it's it's not a tournament yeah. An exhibition, yeah. and this is the thing that people are so used to it being casual and about not races but just setting through runs and the commentation the commentary is always about explaining the runs mm -hmm. but there's none of that you know, the idea of having commentary, which is more like simply commentary, which is to entertain, which is the to enter entertain 
entertainment commentary, not just that's the difference. That's the, the informative difference. commentary. That's a difference. Nobody right cares there. about super technical crap. That's <laughs> a commentary. Maybe I, like the very small minority do, but at the end of the day, if a commentator can make you laugh and enjoy the commentary, right, it makes anything watchable, legit. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. That's what. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I agree. Awesome sauce. I agree. I give you the agree approval approval stamp. <laughs> cool. So babe, um, well, I mean, in terms of that topic, I think we're anything you guys want to add anymore to the. There was a here was a bunch of other questions you guys had. Yeah, I was about to say they have a lot. We have a lot of uh, a few questions, but do you guys want to get into a Q and A section, or do you have anything else to ask simply, or? Uh, I. I'm pretty happy with what we've covered so far. I feel like I've got, gotten a lot of good tidbits, some good pieces of info from Majin Phelps. <laughs> Majin Phelps, dude. Okay, anything I want to add, Phil, babe, before we, we move on? Um, I'm pretty good. I don't really have anything. I think we covered a lot of stuff. All right, boys. Well, uh everyone in chat we are going to have a little q a section so if you have any questions go ahead and spit it out um you can ask it in chat we also have a discord where you can post huh? oh no i saw it <laughs> we have uh we have a discord as well in the attitude as discord if you ask the questions on the question section you would they would definitely get read, uh, read out but uh if you ask yeah. it in chat we might miss it uh, a few of them but yeah, because yeah. people start asking and then they get pushed up. But right off the bat, the most fulfilling thing about streaming slash speedrunning for you, my personal thing is just seeing the hype. I've, I mean, I've only been doing the Invitational for this past couple of months. Mm -hmm. And just seeing all the hype that people get over the matches and people cheering for each side. It's just a really fun environment to be in. So the hype mm -hmm. is what I love. How about you guys? Um, so for me, my favorite thing about streaming and speedrunning is, I guess it combines things that I love into one. For example, like speedrunning, my favorite thing about speedrunning is it lets you take old games that you beat when you were a kid. Like for me, nostalgia is a big thing too, because I grew up with these games that came out that I'm playing now. And, you know, when you beat them casually, they just kind of sit in your closet and collect dust. And like, I've always said this, people ask me my favorite thing about it is, but then with speedrunning, it gives a game infinite replay value because it's essentially a time trial that you just never stop going to improve. Right. And you get to do it with people that share the same love for it as you. So it's you're not doing it alone, right? It's fun. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, so there's that. And then streaming, I run it like a business. It's like my own entrepreneurship, right? Like I'm doing it. Of course. Like I legit run it like my own, like it's my, like I run it like a business exactly like that. I don't know how else to put it. So in that way, it's like my baby where like I like take pride in my stream. Just want to see it grow and, and put 100% into it, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, for me, huh. I never really thought about this, actually. What's my favorite part of streaming? Streaming I, I mean, or speed running. Yeah. For streaming, it's about being able to sit down and just stream and play the game or whatever and feel 100% comfortable and relaxed. And like I could say anything to chat and chat would want to talk about it. 
and I'm not feeling insecure with my with with the people that are watching me. Sometimes I'll be playing or talking about something, and then people are being very meme. People are just making like bad jokes. They don't really care about what's going on, and I feel kind of just uncomfortable, I guess. So when I when I when I get to that comfort zone, and I sometimes I'll have a stream for like days in a row where I just feel so comfortable every day, and I could just do it forever. And that, I think that's my favorite part is when I feel like one with my chat and I could talk about anything I want to. Yeah, I, I gotta say the other thing is like the community. Like whenever, I guess I'm, it sounds kind of corny, but like it's, I, I don't ever, I used to get really like anxious about starting to stream because like, you know, it's like you're in front of an audience and stuff and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But over time I feel really just comfortable on stream and stuff. It's like a yep. nice place to hang out and stuff. It's exactly what I wanted to like stream and hang out with people while I play a game. You know? It's very important to feel comfortable. Like that's definitely like something amazing. Yeah, and for speed running, well, shoot, I mean, improving. Uh, seeing actually, my favorite part of speed running is consistency. Probably when I'm able to play every day and probably like finish a run every day, and just feel comfortable with my gameplay and happy with it, and see the improvement. Then that's you just you just, you just just yeah, you just want to keep playing progression that's what we crave as humans yeah right? exactly seeing the getting better steps. and better yeah when did Can I tell you oh go ahead I, th I think uh there was a question about the chair which chair my chair or simply chair or it's oh, my chair. Chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, X, chair matters x jam are you talking about x jam yeah oh does x jam love your chair i well i think I posted a video today on this chair, OP seat. I sponsored my uh, OP seat, so I'm kind of a big deal. You know, they gave me a free chair. Video going through all the features and stuff and my review. Yeah, actually? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's, ba it's, it's a good chair. I highly recommend it if you're looking for a gaming chair. Make sure you use free it. Chair. Like, oh, free chair. Free chair is super lit. I was yeah. going to get a free chair once from GTX Gaming or something like that. This chair was a gift. I got this chair from. You guys know Shady Penguin? He's a YouTuber. No. He bought me this chair, and wow. he said, "Where you better sit in this chair." Later. And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> They're comfy, dude. I so love I've the had this chair. Pillow. It's really, a it's a pillow? really, yeah. He's the Pokemon guy. He's he. He got me this chair. It's a really nice chair, actually. It's really comfortable, and I get no back pain from it, which I used to get really bad before. I need and, I need something uh, like that really bad. It actually it makes a huge difference, but it's an overpriced chair. You can probably find a way better bang for your. Is it DX racer? It's the same. Yeah, it's a it's a. I heard DX uh, has way too expensive chairs. They look nice. Yeah, they're overpriced, but they're they're. I mean, if you get one, you're not going to be upset about it. Right. So I wouldn't. I mean, personally, I wouldn't get one for if I had to buy it out of pocket. Mm -hmm. But they are nice chairs. I gotta say, if you want one of them. Okay. So one of the first questions I see uh, from Schnaff, he or she asks, has anyone ever sat down and consciously tried to analyze events that are popular in the gaming world and larger popular sports world and tried to see which aspects that make them popular could be used for speedrunning? Wow. Well, I, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but we've I've been talking about this a lot with the GSA guys, at least, and Simply, too. And we, we did the exact we do that exact thing where we're we keep talking about the nba for example 
and trying to think about it in a speedrunner's mindset and trying to revolve it around that. And that's where the ideas of GSA came about in terms of having leagues and divisions and all that. Came from just thinking about all the big events and how they run it and trying to see if it's possible for speedrunning. Um, what do you guys think about that? It's a, well, pretty, it's a hell of a question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obvious things that we've already, that the speedrunning community is already touching on is uh, commentary. Like, having commentary is highly essential. Nobody wants to just sit there and watch gameplay footage, especially if you don't know what's going on. Um, but the kind of commentary is something that I think we can, we can take from other communities like Melee and just Smash in general. Their commentary, it's not like they're explaining What's a wave dash? This is how you do a wave dash. Uh, he's, see, he's doing a wave dash here. He does that because blah, blah, blah. They're commentating on the action and like what what kind of things are going on between the players that are, I guess, a little more interesting and not as technical. So it's easier to understand if you don't know what's going on. Right. And the, the, the commentators also get super hype. Like in yeah, anything, dude. I don't know if you guys have seen battle bots. Have you guys ever seen battle bots? No. I've seen like, BattleBots. BattleBots is so... I love that show because the commentators just go nuts. It's like two robots beating on each other. And it, it looks oh, yeah, stupid I've seen and that. funny. But, yeah. but the commentators are like going absolutely crazy. They're just screaming. and like <laughs> it, it, It's like a, it's this really silly thing, but they turn it into like a legit thing and there's an audience for it. And I feel like that's something that speedrunning uh, can definitely take notes on. Yeah, I, is, I've is definitely... I've definitely thought about that and there were moments where I, I would see races online and obvious things would happen which is like a game changing thing in, in the race and people would just be like oh no he died well see what happened there was uh, it's like dude shut up like we don't care about like what what he, frame he missed or whatever like talk about the hype like holy shit you know that happened now the race is so close now you know bringing more hype into it that's what is needed for sure and it's it's timeless like the thing that's so great and why i love commentating and and the style that i do it in is that you can do it over and over again and it's going to be different like the, a lot of the commentary you hear is they explain the same trick in the same way at the same time but it's not yeah. only it's not only about what you say it's how you deliver it too oh exactly yeah the delivery yeah. is like probably 80 percent of it honestly 20 percent is like what you're saying because it's easy to say yeah. stuff but if you don't say it in the right tone and in the right context it's like mm -hmm. meaningless so like when you were doing the mario commentary like everything fit perfectly like all of the the things you were saying like there was a there were you, you knew the right times to be like not funny about something and then funny about something mm -hmm. that makes sense right like there that. is a yeah <laughs> i agree dude uh question right after snaz question which i think is a good one as well brabazon one issue that lessens the comparison to Melee is the fact that viewers need to only learn slash understand one game to watch all events. Speedrunning could suffer from the need to learn to watch new games all the time. Again, um, this is why I talked about the idea of the top games in speedrunning being the competitive games, being part of the Absolutely. most competitive events. Um, so games like Super Mario 64, Super Mario Odyssey, Celeste, OT, ALTTP, you know, like, let's take those five games. And if the majority of events always have those games in it, people would just get used to those games and they would know about it. 
you know um i don't think it's as much of an issue as an issue as you'd think it Honestly, is kind of tricky i think i think the problem um there is that speedrunning has a gimmick where a lot of it is built on nostalgia where a large percentage of the people that watch speedruns are people that enjoyed these games years ago and they're watching their favorite game being broken in front of them that's and a good point. The newer games that catch traction are just games that are just insane to watch at a high level. Like, for example, Celeste right. is a new game, but seeing anyone watching Celeste can just be like, holy crap, this is insane. Yeah. Because there's just, you don't have to figure it out. You can just look at it and understand it. So those games are in their own class, but most of the other games that are popular, Mario, Mega Man, Zelda, for example, are just known because of the nostalgic factor. In 15 right. years, people that are born today aren't going to care about those games. Or maybe they will. Who knows? I might be wrong. But I think that those people are going to have a much less of a... They're going to have a higher disconnect to those games because they never experienced them for themselves when they first came out. Right. And so the speed run to them might not mean as much as it does for the people that watch today. Does that, but I feel does like that make it, any sense? Yeah, it does a lot. But I feel like it kind of could be related to a game like Melee as well, though. Like, people are born now, in 10 years' time, they see Melee, and it's like, people, they would ask questions, why do people care about this so much, or, you know, I, I don't know, if I think they would feel the same way. It would be, well, more, Melee, it would be more prominent in the speedrunning scene, though. To, to use the same comparison as Phil, I feel like Melee is one of those games that falls into that class where it's, like, so highly technical, there's so much crazy shit, just watching it, you're like, okay, I... Yeah, a lot of people, Mario, there's three, in my, I look at it like there's three pools. There's like the nostalgic games that people appreciate from back in the day being broken now. Mm -hmm. There's like the games that are really cool to watch no matter who watches it. Like, I don't care about Celeste personally, but I watch a speedrun of it and I'm mind blown, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then I watch, and then there's the ones that are both. Nostalgic, yeah. but have crazy tricks that people watch like OOT. You know, people see a super slide and they lose their shit. Yeah, and then Mario 64 is another one, for sure, because yeah, or Mario, or Mario. Mario yeah. 64 is it's it's a lot like melee. It's extremely technical. It always gets faster. Crazy, crazy tricks, and it's also nostalgic. Yeah, and uh, it still looks good. Like just like yeah. melee, like melee is an old ass game. Mario's old ass game, but they look good. They've they aged good. well. Mario yeah. ages super well because everyone knows Mario. That's why a lot of people like Odyssey because it's just Mar it doesn't matter. Mario's Mario. It doesn't matter where you put him. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's definitely something to take into account when it comes to that kind of thing. Like I really think that um, the main games, it's hard to move into something that's like i forget what the topic was we were talking about like how we were taking like the main games and like trying to make those more popular or something was that the topic the topic was uh speeding could suffer from the need to learn to watch new games all the time oh yeah 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 exactly i think <laughs> right. nostalgia is fueling speed runs these days a lot right it's interesting i want to see what happens in the next couple of years right because i know for a fact that in 15 years a kid, that 15-year-old kid, won't care as much about OOT as much as, you know, ZFG. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, anyone, anyone, you yeah. know what I mean. I don't think anyone cares as much about OOT as he does, but, you know. He is the guy. I'm just trying to make a point. Make a point. I, I feel that. I see you. Yeah. Um, 
here's an interesting question. When did speedrunning stop becoming a hobby and more of a lifestyle for all of you guys? I feel like it still is a hobby for me. Like at, at first I didn't think I would I would be here this long, but I guess in that sense it's a lifestyle because I feel like I'm gonna be around longer, like much longer than I initially thought because there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But maybe when I, for me it was like when I got third in Mario, I was like, okay, this is this is getting hype. Like when I was getting really close to world record and like mm-hmm. buzzing, I, I guess. That was the PB, the simply PB that blew him up. It was lit, fam. How about you guys? Um, I think it's definitely a lifestyle for me at this point. I cannot imagine. I think I would say it's a lifestyle because of the fact that. I cannot imagine my life without speedrunning right now. And because I can't imagine my life without it, it, it is my life. It is a lifestyle. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a part of my life that I that it's just... I think about it every day. At some point, I'm thinking about speedrunning. And I think because of that, I would say it's definitely a lifestyle. But at what point did I think it changed to a lifestyle? I think it was before I got the world record the first time, which is in April 2015. I think at the end of 2014, the end of 2014, Christmas time, which was when I first took an actual break from speedrunning because I started in April 2014. I played and played and played every day. Did not yeah, stop. Un- yeah, until December of 2014. We, I went for a 14-day vacation to Orlando for Christmas. And that was the first real break I took from it. And I was just thinking about speedrunning i was thinking about wanting to get better and 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 just having so much motivation for it and i I think at that point i realized wow this is a part of my life now that i don't see let me ask a question how how long do you spend practicing per day now now uh Mm -hmm. barely anything (laughs) i i don't some days i don't practice at all some days i practice the most i would practice now is like two hours in a day yeah i'm the same way i don't practice as much as i used to no because I don't have the time for it, frankly, but also because I um, I sometimes just practice on stream before I do runs because I th- I feel like practicing right before I do runs is more effective. Just for, I guess that's just me though. Yeah, I uh, like I on. noticed that like um, I don't know as far as maybe maybe you feel the same way when you do like when you as far as like a lifestyle speedrunning really becomes more of a a lifestyle when you're dedicating time out of your day to practice because if you're streaming then the lifestyle is really streaming is the lifestyle not so much speedrunning speedrunning is just the content you're putting out on your stream i guess the reason why i could say it's a lifestyle for me now is because i don't only think and and, and do stuff in speedrunning in my life which that pertains to actually speedrunning in a sense, I mean it in a sense that not only am I streaming my speedruns, but most of what I do in my daily life now pertains to speedrunning. Whether it be I'm on Discord talking to Mario Mods about about GSA stuff, I'm on Twitter talking about speedrunning topics. It's part of my life in that sense in, in not only playing the games, but everything around it being part of communities and communicating, keeping oh, updated sure. with news, 
and stuff like that. I check, no. I check the MM Discord literally every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that, true. That's so, definitely something. Also, the fact that you've made like friends around. Oh yeah, yeah. All of my all of my best friends are are in yeah. speedrunning community. So I actually have better relationships with some of the people in the speedrunning community and just on Twitch in general than I do with like IRL. Yeah. People here in my personal life and stuff. It's pretty crazy. Hello. What is happening? Hello? 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 What the hell was that? I have I have absolutely no clue what just happened. There was a void in time. Dude, this is what I'm talking about. Hello? Simp? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you guys. Where's Simp? Dude, what the hell is happening? Big Simp? Simply died. What happened? What? Simply joined the call. I can't hear him. Dude, F in the chat for Simp. All he has is his mustache. Oh my god. Whoa, I'm simply... Holy crap, the fusion's over. <laughs> <laughs> the fusion's ending. We gotta, we gotta fix it. Big Simp? Simply. <laughs> oh my god. I Did... thought I got a blue screen and then you were, your face was still moving and I was like, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Did your Discord crash? Did it, was it Discord that crashed? Oh, hello? Oh, oh hello. Alright, we're back. I think... We saved him from I, the freaking void. I think, I think Discord crashed or something. What That's happened? That's what it seemed like. Because you, your stream was still time. going, right? Yeah, everything was fine on my end. The, the, I have your stream up, it's fine. Yeah, it's good. Everyone was having a stroke, though. <laughs> yeah, I saw Phil. Phil had his eyes closed, and I thought he was just not vibing with what I was saying. I, I was saw. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. What was that about, dude? All right. Well. Well, anyway, we we're talking. I was going off about like speed friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, speed. Going friends. off your point, dude. Speed friends are the best. And then we all get to meet each other, you know, a couple times a year, mm -hmm. have some good old times. That's awesome. I I feel like it's it's a different connection because a lot of times your friends in real life, it's like you met them through, at least, okay, for me, I've met a lot of people through college classes and like meeting people out in parties or whatever and then getting to know them. But you don't really get to know them that well and you don't have a lot of things. At least for me, there's not a lot of things that I have in common. That's the issue. Like speed friends, you got speed running in common. You've all done the grind. You know what it's like, and like that Twitch in and common, Having Twitch in common is crazy good. Yeah, because like you can talk about the memes and stuff about Twitch. Mm -hmm. like Honest, I told my memes. I told my dad Dan's game one time by accident. He asked me who Dan was, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you just stood there like, yeah. what do I say here? I don't know what to do. Like completely um, by accident. That's that's actually kind of hard for me to adapt to, but at the same time, I don't care that much because I feel. Like, I'm more than happy enough with the friends I have in speedrunning. That I, I meet people in real life, and it, it gets tough. Like, most people, I don't have common... We don't have stuff in common. 
And if I talk about my work and what I do, they just confuse the whole time. They don't know what I'm talking about. And it's just automatically no connection. And yeah. it's just like, I, I just can't work out. I don't know. We can't talk about much things. Yeah. So it's hard. Dude, the day the day you go on a blind date and so and they're like, oh, yeah, I watch speed running. And then they're like, oh, me too. It's like, holy shit. Dude, <laughs> that'd be sick. Imagine. <clears throat> Give it five more years, boys. Yeah. Like, oh, you watch the Big Simp Network too? <laughs> the Big Simp Network. Favorite, favorite channel on uh, <laughs> on uh, Directv. <laughs> Netflix series on coming out. Yeah, on Netflix. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, man, but uh, there's yeah, like actually, my last relationship I had was it was that was a tough part about it, uh, being a Twitch streamer and. They didn't have any clue what Twitch was or anything about gaming, period. And it was hard. Like, they didn't want to accept... It's not I didn't want to accept it. They just didn't understand it. So they felt weird about it. So every time I mentioned anything about work or streaming, they would just shut off Im immediately. And it it hindered the relationship a bit, you know? Yeah. I, but. um... One time, I forget where it was. I was... I think it was at a grocery store. I went to a grocery store and I saw someone wearing, I think it was, believe it or not, I think it was a Raise Fire t-shirt. Mm -hmm. Oh, I haven't told him this yet. I should tell him that I saw it. And uh, I didn't say anything, but I was just like, holy crap, that's the the fox from Raise. And I was like, well, we're going places, speed running, speed running, yeah. Up, man. Yeah, awesome. we're mainstream now. I actually, I like, hell yeah, dude, hell yeah. I actually got recognized in public for the first time on my way to SDQ at the airport. Um, really? Yeah, I was at the airport in Madrid, actually. And of course, it was an American that recognized me. It wasn't a Spanish person. Uh, I went in the airport. I went in the bus that takes you to the plane. As soon as I get in the bus, this guy is like, oh my God, she's 05. And I'm like... Uh, hey, are you going to Shitty Key? And he's like, what's that Shitty Key? And I was like, holy shit. This guy... What, they knew about you, but not GDQ? Yeah, dude. So I was like, wow, this is actually uh, my first time being recognized in public because this guy watches me, but doesn't watch GDQ. He knows me yeah, from my he, stream. If he would have said GDQ, it wouldn't have counted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's true. No, it's true. Yeah, because... That person may have been going to GDQ, and then that's just like... You know, exactly. More likely to be recognized. That yeah, way. but the he was like a completely random person that watches my stream for for my stream, and he was like, I mean, we talked for like two hours. He's actually a really cool person. Um, but yeah, that that was the first and only time I've been recognized. Uh, Shiki's question was, what got y'all into speed running? What made you think I want to speed run? I saw Siglemic and I gave it a shot and it was way more fun than I could have ever imagined. I just wanted to play the game again. Like I didn't even want to speed run. I just saw what he was doing and then I went and I played and I tried to do like one star or one trick and I was like, damn, this is this is some shit. Then I found the 70 star tutorial and then I'm, kaboom. Siglemic died for our sins, dude. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Dude, wig had it all. He had the biggest wig and then he... <laughs> I remember I watched a stream of Sigilemic doing a one twenty star run for like thirty four thousand viewers once. Yeah. He was the big thing. It was insane. It was insane. 
Yours was GDQ, right, Phil? That's what got you into speedrunning. Yeah, like 20, GDQ 2013 or something was yep. my first exposure to the virus. Right. I think it was the same for all of us. Yeah, it was. I think it was that. Cool, cool. Awesome. Any more questions that you guys see? No, I think we got through them all from what I saw. What's your perfect day? Do top runners lack serious competition? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, no. I mean, it, shit. I think it depends on the game because a lot of games are a lot, obviously more competitive than others. Um, in my case, it depends on the category as well. Hmm. But no, because there's always people under you trying to beat you. And that's competition, even though if you are if you have a world record, there's people trying to beat you. Unless it's a game that's really not popular and you have a world record and the second place person is really far behind and then they're not playing the game. No, it's a different story, but it depends on the game for sure. Uh, all three of us, though, we speedrun games that are pretty popular, so... Um, but She's yeah. She's saying 521 is a good question. Okay. Where donde donde está la pregunta? In the chat. How do you guys prevent yourself from injury when playing games for long periods of time? Well, so, I don't <laughs> what is, go ahead, Phil. I think this one is game specific because mm -hmm. okay. it depends how taxing the game is on your hands. One hundred percent. For example, I don't know Mario personally because I've never speed ran Mario, but I mean, I'm sure it's a, it seems like a pretty taxing game on your hands. BLJ is. Um, BLJ at least for sure. But about the other stuff, I mean, I couldn't tell you. But for example, in any N64 Zelda like OTMM, um, I noticed that it's not nearly as, it doesn't really bother me at all. And my controller actually lasts a long time. I, I go through a controller every three years with that Zelda, believe it or not. It's really, really like lenient on that. And I do hand exercises every day before I stream, to be honest, which okay. definitely helps. I think yeah. it's important. Hand exercises a lot. Very important. Don't do that, and then they just suffer after. But like a game like Mario Sunshine, pretty sure like I've seen half of that community complain about their hands and like needing a break because their hands hurt because of the way that game is. So like, I'm pretty sure that. It, it's just game specific like some games it's just you cannot do it for a long time without feeling some kind of pain and the lack of hand exercises definitely uh you know speeds that up if you want to say that the best advice i have is if you start to feel pain and it doesn't even necessarily come as pain first at least for me it came as more of a, a tired tight kind of feeling in my arm if you are starting to get that kind of thing, that's a sign that you either need to stop, which can be really hard, but you don't want to push it any further, or you need to space your time out more, stretch more often, take breaks more often. So I'd say pay attention to your arms. Like if you're noticing pain, noticing tiredness, soreness, then do not, don't just keep playing through it without doing anything. Do something about it. Otherwise you're gonna end up like me and commentate. Um but it yes, yeah, it's, it's game specific. Um 
I stretch before and after, mostly before. I've never had problems. Uh, it's funny because a Hori controller is very not ergonomically fitting, I guess. But I never had problems. Actually, I have she have I have had problems with the GameCube controller, but not the Hori. Really? The GameCube Game controller Game. has destroyed me for a while. When I was playing OT, there were a few days that I was waking up from sleeping with hand pain, and I was getting scared. Oh, that's so weird. To me, the GameCube controller is like the freaking goat. It's like it's I agree. So I, so ergonomic. I, I love the the GameCube controller, but I think it's just because I was so used to a very lightweight controller, like the Hori. When I used the GameCube and the, the triggers, it was really heavy, so it was just screwing up. It was tiring out, I guess, my muscles and my hand a lot. Okay, okay, getting bopped in the chat. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't have problems either, Punky. With Mario, I've never had had problems. With OT, I did a bit. But I, I could say that I never had problems because it funny, was cause a few days. OT, that... OT handles kind of similar to MM as far as, like, you know, inputs. Yeah. And, uh, I've never had hand problems with my... Maybe I'm just lucky because I have, you know, ligaments are okay. But, like... Right. Yeah, the, I definitely I hand stretch before and after, and it, I guarantee you I wouldn't have the same hands today if it weren't for those stretches. Because you can't, you, um, you could use an N sixty four controller for OT, which N sixty four is ten times worse. That oh for sure, my thumb gets garbage. screwed. Yeah. No offense, pine cone. Um, but <laughs> a Hori is really bad for OT. It's impossible to play with. So, um, I mean, actually, all the top runners use GameCube controller for OT, so it's very common. Hmm. Um. Yeah, man. Cool, cool. So we've reached the the hour and a half mark. This is where we usually say, you know, no more goodbye. But if you guys have more stuff to say, any more important questions you might want to add in there or or answer. No, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with what we covered here. How you feeling, Phil? Feel pretty good. If there's yeah. any other questions from the list or from the people, just let me know. Will speedrunning ever die? <laughs> that's a question. That's like asking me, will 137 happen? No clue. No uh, one knows. Rowan wants to know if I have a pet. I have a cat. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy awesome. that's, that's a recently added addition, is it not? Yeah, from in April. We got him. End of April. Oh, How's it been? So good. Yeah, he's cool. Does the cat sleep in your bed? He does. Aww. He so sits on my face at 6 a.m. and it's off. <laughs> yeah. I love kitties. They're so soft. I have two cats. They're awesome. Really? I didn't know you had cats. Yeah, I have two Siamese cats. Nice brown ones. They're brown awesome. I love cats. them. One of them is a bitch. Poop colored. Poop colored cats. Yeah. One is a bitch. The other one is really nice. Pics. I actually I've tweeted lots of pics with them. Really? Sure you, yeah, or like little vids of them. <clears throat> All right. Well, cool, man. I hope you enjoyed the cast, Phil, babe. We really enjoyed Dude, you guys it. on I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, Appreciate dude. it. Anytime. Congrats on the stream. I hope that it continues to grow. Hit that 3,000 sub point mark. Wow, uh, dude, for 2019. Wow. That'll be the 2019 goal. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Awesome. But um, it'll, uh, we'll see. I'll be streaming tonight in a couple hours. So. Oh. 
Sick. Make sure you catch that out. Catch that stream, yeah. boys. So, um, any I'm updates? <laughs> any updates for the next uh, episode? Or do you want to give any plugs? Are we going to be on iTunes? Uh, oh, what's yeah. the app called? Yeah. Uh, the podcast app on the iPhone. And I want to say it's Play Music. I think Android. it's called Play Music. Uh, the, our most recent episode just got put on there by Kopitz, and I'm sure he'll be putting this one up soon. So make sure to check them out. Right. If you want to hear the full episode, if you weren't here for the full thing, and it's pretty good talks about esports and uh, streaming, growing your community, and, and such. So, yeah, oh, yeah, this episode it's, it's uh, going to be uploaded to YouTube as well. So I'll probably tweet that out. But yeah, thanks, Phil. Love you very much. Yeah, bro. Thanks, I love Phil. You too. Love you, babe. Thank you, chat. Thanks, you. everybody, for watching and interacting, giving us your thoughts on everything. It was a pretty solid discussion, I think. Mm. Yeah, that was really, really nice. I, I definitely like talking about these things, especially like, you know, speedrunning and what can improve and what can't. Right. No, and I then, think it's something that more people need to talk about. It's funny because a lot of this conversation usually happens like just amongst friends in the speedrunning community, but it's nice to have an audience to like, you know, bounce ideas and stuff and listen to other people's points Make of sure view. Make sure we're not going crazy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right, well, babe. I guess we'll catch you on the flip side, man. For show. Sounds See good. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.